Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Two Attached podcast. This is Ashlyn. And of course, I have my wonderful co-host Kaylee here with me. Hello, everyone. We're currently in her rental house. I don't know if anybody saw on Instagram, but her and Jake actually are renting and then building a new home, which is super exciting. Yeah, it's exciting, but we were super sad to leave the first house that we ever bought and that we brought the babies to. Uh, but we're excited to be building and on this new adventure. Um, and then this rental in between. If you're like me and you absolutely hate moving, just think about knowing that you're moving twice in like a matter of nine months and it makes you want to die. But Kaylee already are. shared this on her Instagram but literally they moved into this rental without ever seeing it. <laughs> they are the bravest people I know. Does anybody know someone as brave as or, or I think the word would be careless. Like Jake and I just don't care. We were like, <laughs> okay, to make it a little bit better, it was my aunt's rental. So like we so knew, she knew it, it wasn't, wasn't going to be like super busty, but like horrible, still. But we still had like didn't know where the kids stuff was going to go. We had no clue. So we literally rolled up for the first time all of our house in tow in a big U-Haul. And we were like, oh, it's nice. I'm glad we like it because <laughs> we're stuck. So there's that. Yeah, that just sums them up perfectly. Literally to it. That's who we are. So that's been going on in her life. I've been sick for like ever now, which it sounds so much better, though. Yeah. Last week on my ep- on the episode, well, I'm saying my episode, but obviously you guys <laughs> heard it. I sounded horrible. And then after that, everything just went downhill. So I actually just got over like taking almost a whole week off of work. Mm-hmm. And it was so relaxing. It was relaxing yeah. because it made me sit back and like evaluate things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not the type of person who stays still. And so I felt like in this whole week, it was like God basically telling me to be still And I just had a lot of time with him, like doing devotionals and doing things I needed to do. And then also taking um, a step back from just like life and work and everything and like really taking like ground, I guess you could say. And like, yeah, this is where you need to be. This is what you're supposed to do. And I think this kind of goes into also what we're talking about today is um, our echo conference that we just went to at our church Um, it's a women's conference that happens once a year. They do sisterhood events in between those. So just imagine a room full of like, I think there was 800 maybe women there. Yeah, it was packed. And it was just awesome. Like anytime you're just surrounded by a bunch of women of all ages, it's just awesome. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. So many demographics and like, it was just absolutely amazing and inspiring. I think we needed it. Mm Mm-hmm. At that time, too. Which, I mean, we can kind of go ahead and give, like, a heads up of what we're going to be talking about in this episode so you kind of know what to expect. But something Kaylee and I really discussed after Echo Conference was foster care came up a lot during conference, which was really awesome. Um, Another thing that we have talked about, too, is, like, kind of like finding your purpose, I guess. This is a conversation her and I were having earlier. Um what that is like and then also what it is like when you maybe feel like you haven't found that purpose in your life yeah um because we have been there and then what else do we want to talk about and then whatever comes up <laughs> yeah in there's between. just so yeah. many things we want to talk about with you guys so um we were you know we talked about echo conference and the week leading up to echo conference was like super busy and hard for my family we were in the midst of moving and um Our little guy might have a possible asthma diagnosis, so we were at the doctor multiple times that week. He has really bad ears, double ear infection, Um, 
and then you know my husband worked all weekend so I was like just counting on there being childcare at because there always is at our sisterhood events and they do a really good job about always having childcare. So we thought there was going to be childcare and then um Ashlyn asked a friend and she said that there wasn't we were like what the heck. Well, um I needed childcare because Jake worked that whole weekend and things are a little bit harder for me to find childcare just whenever, you know, when your husband works night shift it just gets crazy and you feel like you're asking people all the time to watch your kids. So I scrambled last minute because I really felt like I needed to be there. And the reason that they don't have child care, the way that they explained it to us was just that they want the moms to be so focused on what's happening there, not worrying about having to check on the kids in the nursery and not having to go back and forth between them, but that your, you know, your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole body is there and Which present. Which is super in the awesome to have yes. that time, like with absolutely, because we went with my mom and mm-hmm. just a big group of girls, and it was really awesome to not have that distraction. Not that kids are like a distraction or a burden, but this was like a time to right. be just surrounded by other women and without kids, and it was awesome. Yeah, and I mean, since you know we've had the twins, I don't know if I've really had a time like that, yeah. especially devoted to God. You know, Jake and I have gone on our vacations but to have like two days pretty much where it was just like me and God and me and the girls it was amazing so I totally understood why they were doing it well I scrambled around last minute got um a babysitter and everything you know ended up working out fine but it was a crazy week and then it was almost like like the fight was worth it to get there like after I didn't think I was going to be able to make it to you know being able to be there and then we're there and they talked about foster care more than once. And I think that even like a year or two ago in Lakeland, foster care wasn't really talked about. And there's definitely a movement happening, which is so incredible to be like in the midst of. Oh my goodness. Kaylee and I were talking about this um, Wednesday night. We're in a city group together. And um, if any of the ladies from our city group are listening, shout out. We love, we you, love guys. you guys. <laughs> um, and we were just talking about like, man, like what are the odds that, foster care was brought up multiple times during this conference and kind of basically without going into too much detail because it's not our story to tell but um, basically at, at echo conference every year they have members of grace city church um, sometimes there's i mean in the last couple of years there's usually a lot more women than two but this year there was only two women and they shared their testimony probably in a lot um more intimate detail yeah i mean they're giving it was hard yeah like shout out to them it was incredible they were you want to talk about being vulnerable they were so vulnerable and then like to be that vulnerable with people that you see all the time at church like just absolutely amazing but both of their stories and we're talking about somebody who was like my mom's age and then somebody that's kaylee and i's age um and both of their testimonies included foster care in some way and me and Kaylee are like hitting each other. Also and we're sobbing, sobbing. <laughs> and goosebumps all over our body. Um, and it was just crazy. And then after their stories, they end up doing like, I don't know what kind of church you guys go to or if you go to church at all. But like we go to a church where they believe in altar calls and just like kind of calling you down if you feel moved in the moment. And it was an altar call for foster and adoptive parents or if you feel it in your you know, sold it. That's maybe what you want to do one day. And they had a whole altar call just for foster care. And we were like, what is happening right now? Like, yeah, how incredible, how crazy. And it wasn't a plan. Come to find out it wasn't a planned altar call. It was just kind of like feeling it in the moment. Like it was absolutely insane to watch. First of all, how many people went down for the call? A ton. 
it, I mean, it just brought like chills all over our body and we knew that we were supposed to be there. Well, and I moment. think too, the most touching part of it was, um, our pastor asked one of the girls, like, what would you tell somebody who's maybe considering adoption or foster care and opening up their homes and their hearts to, you know, children in need. And I can't remember exactly what her response was, but she was basically like, just go for it. Like, I wish I would have had, you know, somebody to like, love me like that. Is that, she just kept saying love. Like a a couple of times she said love. She's like, I wish I had somebody that loved me. I didn't have somebody that loved me. I just wanted to feel love, to see love, Mm -hmm. you know, and to be in love, like, in love you know with the family and she didn't have that and so she was like just go for it like if you have the heart and if you have the love just go for it because I didn't experience love mm-hmm. in my and it was so moving because that's also so sad and something Kaylee and I talked about too is you know when I started um fostering well backtrack before we started fostering I think everybody has this false perception of foster care like you see movies where like foster parents like lock their kids in closets and you know all these things but and seriously yeah, yeah. It's real life thoughts that and have. so there's like this perception of what that looks like and that you know foster families are all, all bad and then when we got into foster care I was like oh my gosh foster parents are awesome like there are no foster families like this because nobody would do that for that reason and the longer I'm in it, the more I realize that not everybody is in it for the right reason. And that's with anything in life, like not just fostering, but with anything. And I think that as foster caregivers, as even just people in the community, we have to do a better job about protecting the people who are vulnerable. Um, because that's exactly what these kids are in foster care. They're in like yeah. absolutely one of the worst times of their life. And unfortunately, that's when somebody can easily prey on them. Yeah. I mean, vulnerability is like the best time for somebody to step in and take over. I will say, though, that our agency, Heartland, is doing an amazing job of trying to, they Mm -hmm. you know, quote unquote, clean house um, and just going in and getting out the bad foster homes. And, you know, they can't do that in one sweep. But I really feel like over the last like couple of years, they are making a huge effort to bring in better homes, which is what, you know, we're kind of advocating for is, you know, safer homes for these kids and then they're getting rid of the bad ones which is another reason why we need more homes because right now you know kids just need a place to sleep and it shouldn't just be that it should be they need a safe place to sleep and a safe family to be with mm-hmm. and um i think we'll get there you know even well, in the next and year i think, I think something we'll get that there. heartland has mentioned multiple times in classes is like you know, you never want to bring a kid out of trauma and then into a different type of trauma or into more trauma. Absolutely. And even Jake like touched on it a little bit in the boys episode where he said, you know, these kids need to see thriving marriages. They need to see, you know, amazing marriages as an example. Like they don't need to be taken out of a bad situation and then placed in like another toxic situation. Um, and that's why we need more awesome foster homes. So that's just kind of um, our hearts is like, we me and Kayla talk about this all the time is we don't just want these kids to have a place to sleep like she just said like it should be like giving them a childhood like taking them out of a really bad situation the worst time of their life and like not that this is just going to make that pain go away because it's not you know they're not with their biological family um which is obviously traumatic and I, I can't even imagine like when I really think about that, like if you really put yourself in those shoes, imagining what it would be like to be taken away from your siblings and your parents, like that would be everything, you know, even if you, even if it's bad, it's all, all they know is that. Yeah. And that's still their safe place. And you know, a lot of like, I know the older kids will still 
choose that life because it's their familiar and their home, even if it's a bad environment. And just to kind of go back off of, you know, the bad perception of foster homes, uh, the twins older sister that Jake and I are super, super close with. I remember that was the first thing that she said was that she feared that these, that her siblings were going to go into a horrible home. She's like, you hear these horror stories and that's all you read about. And that's all that, and not anything against like older foster families, but she's like, I just pictured this older family like that would abuse my babies and these are her siblings and she's 18 she can't take them in and you know and that's what she's going through and that's her family and she can't do anything to stop it or to step in the middle of it and so just I know how reassured she felt like once she met Jake and I and once we you know opened up our lives to her and built that relationship with her but that is I think that hopefully in three to five years the image and the thought of foster care like that's not even what people look to that's not even what they think about they think about like safe homes awesome families awesome examples that just want to love these kids not the horror stories but I think that's even what I thought at first what like the horror story yes, part like of I it? think that that's just what you think of but when you think of foster I, homes I mean yes but then when I came into it I think that I was really like oh all foster parents are amazing but I mean, you realize Just that like over friends. the yeah, yeah, over yeah. time, but then at the same time, the good outweighs the bad. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, okay, how do we make every single foster home like the people that we love, like and we're close to that are foster parents? How do we make every single foster home like that? And that's what every foster home should be like. Yeah. And then I see all these um, like moms and stuff on Instagram and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're the cutest. Mm-hmm. Like this is what these kids need. And like, obviously Instagram isn't real life, but I'm just like so amazed by I, I don't even know just even the amount of foster care announcements that there are compared to when me and Hunter announced or like you just if you look at the hashtags that me and Kaylee hashtag like on any of the um, to attach podcast stuff if you look at those hashtags like the get to attached or this is foster care I mean the amount of people posting to those hashtags now is absolutely insane. insane but it's awesome because I really do feel like a movement is starting and this is just what we need so if you're listening to this and you're like on the fence I mean, we're going to say the same thing the guy said. Get to an info session. If you can't do yeah. something like right now, if you can't take a kid in your home, find out how you can help or reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, in the previous episode, we m- talk about, you know, a couple ways you can help. But if you're not in our county, that might look a little bit different for you. Yeah. And girls, I know you're already scrolling on Instagram. Like, go and look at those hashtags and just see, like, the young people that are doing it. Oh, my gosh. It's going to inspire you. It will. Seriously. It's so inspiring and it's so awesome to see. It's like these people don't have much, but what they have, they want to give. And I think it'll make you feel like you can do it, too, which is really cool. Whenever it feels normalized and you see other people doing it, it's more encouraging. And that's, uh, you know, we talk about community and having that community. This Instagram community that we've built and the friends that we've made, just that we message, is so awesome to see that people are going through the same thing as us. And you should go and look. You might cry a little bit reading the stories and seeing it, but it'll, um, I think, bring it, it to light and bring it to reality for you. Yeah, and even if, like, you're listening to this, you're not really into foster care. You're more of just listening to Kaylee and my story because I know we have lots of friends who just listen for that. What is something you're passionate about? What is something you love? Look at those hashtags on Instagram and see what people are doing and get inspired to, you know, get off the sidelines and actually – do something that sounds so like get off the sidelines <laughs> my dad literally something. my dad <laughs> yeah. like, we were talking about that I'm earlier. coaching you <laughs> but yeah look at what you're passionate about see those hashtags see what other people are doing like get inspired do something but we can kind of segue this into 
our conversation about being passionate about something. I'll yeah. let Kaylee start. I think that, well, what Ashlyn and I were talking about before was that we never really felt passionate about anything. You know, Ashlyn's a nurse, loves her job. You know, yeah. you chose to do so, that. I, mean, I feel like I am passionate about caring for people in a certain extent, but like, I never felt like I had the passion. Like, you know how you have those right, friends? It wasn't tickling your fancy. No. Like, it wasn't no. like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know how you have those friends that are like amazing singers and they like mm-hmm. draw and they Yeah, Lindsay are, Harrison. She sings like Yeah, an angel. And they're just like awesome at everything, but they yeah. have all these passions like drawing and singing and dancing mm-hmm. and they like go and do dance classes and I don't know, just all these things and I'm like, I literally don't have a hobby. Like right. my hobby is coming home from work and watching Netflix. Yeah, literally. <laughs> how well, depressing. You want to hear something super embarrassing? So I'm a part of the junior league and that's just like this um, women's outreach group in our city. And I mean, it's in multiple cities, but I joined it this year and we had to do an icebreaker where we had to stand. Basically it was like speed dating, but it was the speed worst. getting to know everybody horrible. And that is like my worst I was going to say you were dying. I, it's my, yeah, I was dripping sweat. I, I know I was panicking. And so we get to, I get to one person and the question was like, tell them three of your hobbies. I'm like, three? I don't even have one. What do you mean? And this lady and the lady I was with, she was like, well, I run a lot, but I also scuba dive. I'm like, well, I like my dogs. (laughs) Like literally, I really didn't have anything to say in the time. And we, so it's fun. We had gotten the kids the Wednesday before, and this was on a Sunday. So I did have the kids and I'm like. I can't like really be like foster care is my passion yet. You know, I just got them. And like, is that weird to say? But really, <laughs> like I found that that is my passion and I absolutely love it. And it brings out a side of me that I didn't like. I didn't know that I was like an advocate. You know what I mean? Like I've never really had those tendencies. And then now that's all I want to do. I love researching it. I love learning about the laws of it. Like which are insane. I still know nothing about. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's a lot. It's hard to like wrap your mind around the whole thing. But I just find myself like, you know, reading books about it and really just being so intrigued and so interested. And in I can get lost on Instagram and social media on just foster care accounts like for hours. I love it so much. And I feel like my life has a purpose now because of it. And I was telling Ashlyn, you know, like you have these kids in your home and I think Jake and I were talking about the other night too. And I, you still feel like, am I doing enough? Like, can I be doing more? Like, what can I, like, what else can I do to help these kids? And I think that everybody needs that at some point in their life, no matter what that passion is like, or what that looks like. Cause I know it's made me a better wife, a better friend, probably, you know, a better employee because I'm just fired up all the time about this stuff. Like I'll be at work, like going to town, listening to podcasts, like, you know, just like trying to be better and eight months ago, 10 months ago, I wasn't there. And I think that because I found my passion, it fired me up in all aspects of my life. Well, see for me, how she said, like, I don't even have one. Like that's exactly how I felt. And I'm like, I have no hobbies. Like really all I like to do is like lay out in the sun because at work I'm inside all the time, freezing to death. Literally I work in a procedural area. So it's so freaking cold. Like I just, I'm a little ice cube. Like my house cold? Yes. Kaylee's house is the Arctic Circle. <laughs> I'm wearing fuzzy socks. Like fuzzy <laughs> She comes over right like now. she's going in the snow every yeah, time. Even when it's blazing hot outside, I'm wearing sweaters <laughs> over here. Because um, if not, I freeze to death. And then like my freshly shaved legs, I'll have like an <laughs> inch long hair on my legs when I leave here <laughs> for protection. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> so true though. So Seriously. True. But I just... 
and even like okay my husband is like the type of person he will watch all these youtube videos and he gets all these hobbies and like even his leather his stuff leather, like yeah. how do you even learn how to do that yeah i don't even have the patience to watch a youtube video for that long <laughs> and learn yeah. how to do something i'm just like okay over it mm -hmm. and he would have all these hobbies like he taught himself how to play the guitar and wants to learn how to play the piano and just all these things and i found myself even like becoming a little bit jealous of him in mm -hmm. that way of like I'm annoyed that you have all these hobbies and I don't even have one. Like I can't even find one thing that I like or that I want to do. And not that I didn't like to do stuff, but it was stuff like shopping. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I get that. It's a problem. TJ Maxx and me, like yeah, we had bad. a breakup. Yeah. It's that. Well, me and TJ Maxx have not broken up, but I'm, I'm here for you. really hard. <laughs> um, but I would be like jealous of him and him having all these different hobbies and passions because I felt like I had nothing to do mm -hmm. but also I think what fills his cup is different than what fills my cup and you need to remember everybody needs to remember that yeah because what like just does it for him just doesn't do mm -hmm. it for me like his is probably more of like being alone whereas like if I'm like around people hanging out that is like that Your fills cup my cup yeah. yeah um but I think that's just kind of what we wanted to talk about of if you're in that place of really not knowing what your passion is like that's okay I think some people don't find really what their passion is for a long time. And we talked about this in our city group the other night, you know, just different people and what their passions are. And um, even one girl mentioned, like, I don't really, you know, feel like I have like a passion. I'm mm -hmm. just praying about it. And I think that it is super um, intimidating maybe sometimes when you're surrounded by a bunch of people or even like upsetting mm -hmm. of like, okay, why do all these people have these, you know, amazing things that they're doing or, you know, all these passions and I have nothing. Yeah. And that's like a super bad feeling. And I don't really know how it happened with me in foster care. I mean, obviously you heard like my story and Hunter's story and all that stuff, but it just did. And it was like, it lit this fire inside of us and it lit this fire inside of me. And that really is, you know, our little girl is like the most important thing in our life. And then I also feel like that also lit something inside of me of being a mom because I am like very like, this is how it is. I don't know. Like, how would you describe my personality? <laughs> well, she's an eight on the Enneagram. So anybody who's an eight, that's so she's like the challenger and I don't like being bossed around. It is what it is. She's the one that's bossing around. But it, it's usually <laughs> but in a good way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it really is a good way. So I think that that explains you. Right. Yeah. There. But I am like compassionate. Yeah. I feel like that goes with nursing. But compassionate, but like, let's get it done. Yeah. And then I also feel like sometimes eights are like known for really not being in touch with their feelings, but I am in touch with my feelings. Yeah. I think you are. So, but anyways, I always felt kind of like maybe I wouldn't be a good mom or that I didn't really have, I don't know. I just have so many friends that are just like natural mothers mm -hmm. and I didn't feel like I was that way. Like even when I was in high school, um, you know, all my friends were just talking about how they couldn't wait to like get married and settle down and have kids. And I was like, girl, you crazy. Like, yeah, I want to go to college and I want to, at the time I wanted to be a doctor, which is like a major LOL. Um, <laughs> for real shout out to rylan rylan yeah, the my brother is graduating med school right now but definitely glad that that was not the um route that i decided to go but um anywho i just had all these plans and really marriage and kids weren't something that i planned to happen so soon 
And yeah. so it is funny now because I was like, <laughs> I'm honestly like out of all the friends that I had in high school and all that stuff, like I was the first one to get married and then, you know, start our family through foster care and they are maybe just now getting married and don't have kids. And I was the one who was like, oh no, like that is not what I want. Like I'm yeah. going to go to college. I'll probably meet my husband like in my future career one day. Like it was just not, I don't know. It yeah. kind of changed when I met Hunter that kind of changed mm-hmm. things but with the kid thing like when we started fostering I was like oh okay like yeah I'll be a good mom but it really I don't know I just feel like something different arose came and, through you yeah yeah and I think that just to speak to all of the moms out there just because you have kids doesn't mean you can't find your passion I think mm-hmm. of um Sierra Lebel and you know she's like full-time mom and has these you know two girls but she found her passion through makeup and she knew that makeup and fashion and she totally still goes for it and the little girls you know they play in her makeup and that's like so cool you know she didn't like let that hold her back um and you're not a bad mom for spending time away from your kids and having your passions like you know Ashlyn and I do this when the kids are asleep and super late at night it doesn't interfere with our you know we put the mommy kids and to me bed time and do this and afterwards. make time for it um and I would say the podcast has become a passion of ours but through foster care I, I just truly think that it's so important to find your passion and whatever it is. Maybe that just looks like spending time in prayer and uh, asking God to reveal those passions to you. And I think that he like follows through with those things. Mm-hmm. That was definitely something that I prayed for because mm-hmm. I was, don't, I don't want to say like I was so desperate, but kind of a little bit. Yeah, I no. was. <laughs> uh, well, I 100% was this time last year. So beginning of the year last year, I was super bored with my life. Uh, Jake worked night shift. You know, we had the dogs, but my life looked a lot different this time. I would come home from (laughs) work, pour myself a glass of wine and sit and watch Netflix. Uh, Really like when Jake worked, like I just didn't do a whole lot. I didn't have um, any groups I was involved in. I didn't really do anything. So I decided to stretch myself a little bit and, you know, I joined the junior league. Well, then I got accepted into the junior league and it all started the same week that I got the twins and then you know Ashlyn and I are now in a city group so it's like I have all of these things now and I'm overly busy but I prayed for that I this time last year I was so bored and like discontent with my life now that I look back I probably should appreciated the downtime a little bit oh my more. god that sounds amazing and being in Netflix the and wine I'm on like a vampire diaries <laughs> bender right now are you I, I can't to. stop I, I asked you the other day what to watch you did not tell me Vampire I Diaries. Watched it. No, I oh my not. god, dude! I'm on. <laughs> this is a side note, guys. But I'm on like season four, and I okay. cannot stop. Well, I I just can't. So if you haven't watched the Vampire Diaries, wow, you need to. But that is well, like my perfect that. day right there. Glass well, of wine, watching the Vampire Diaries. I got really bored really quick, and I would had a lot more time for devotionals around that time too. And I remember just praying for God to bring good friendships into mine and Jake's lives, specifically like mentors for us, um, and that He would just help me find my passion, help us find something to do together, and then for me to find one separately so that I could do on the nights that he was off. And it's just crazy to look back a year later and see all of those things that he fulfilled mm-hmm. in me and then, and Jake and I together, the friendships that he's brought us and then the passions that he's brought us. Like, I mean, that's insane. Who would have thought that in that time frame that he can do that, but it was a consistent prayer. It wasn't just a one-time prayer. It was really digging in and then, you know, a little bit of effort has to come in on my part yeah. too. It's I was not just, about just to say that expecting like him to do super it. Super encouraging yeah. what Kaylee said about, 
um, you know, praying for that every single day, but then also putting yourself out there. You know, you can't pray for community, but like sit on your couch and watch Netflix and never go anywhere. Okay. Maybe like some random person's going to come knock on your door and be like, Hey, do you want to hang out? But also that's kind of weird. And you're probably not going to want to hang out with them (laughs) and don't let them into your house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you have to put yourself out there a little bit too. You know, it does take some effort and work on your part. And I would just encourage you, you know, whatever it is, I know we keep saying maybe it's not foster care, but seriously, this isn't just for foster parents. This is for everybody. Um, so whatever you're looking for, like if that's a passion, you know, join some groups, get, get out of the house, get out of your jammies. I mean, get out of your jammies, quit watching Netflix, quit drinking your bottle or glass of wine or whatever you're drinking (laughs) a night. It was more like a bottle for me, (laughs) but I'm glad I am like away from that. Now it's, I've lost weight because of it, (laughs) but like really get out of your comfort zone. Like with the whole junior league thing, I knew nobody. So I'm going into, and I was kind of like going back and reliving like my college days. I didn't get to join a sorority because I played soccer in college and it's kind of like that atmosphere. And so it's kind of like your first week is kind of like a rush week where you're like having to play the weird like icebreakers and get to know people and like just do like weird out of which is totally out of my comfort zone. I had to stand up in front of a group of like over 100 women and like introduce myself and I wanted to absolutely die. But it has made me better. I've made such great friendships. You know, whenever I, I think those of you that follow me on Instagram, I got to go to Tallahassee on behalf of the junior league and 10 months ago, I wasn't even a part of the junior yeah, league. Yeah, and it was super cool because it actually was related to foster care. And it's so just it like was just God just crazy. connects the dots and like totally ordained every step of this last year for me, which is, I mean, I can't, now that I'm sitting here even talking about it, it like makes me emotional. Like how crazy is that he would ordain that so perfectly and in his timing and in his will. And then now I'm sitting here with you. Like, I know. what? And that's something my mom said to Kaylee at um, Echo Conference. Like I said, we went with my mom, my sister-in-law, um, and then a, other friends Some and friends, stuff. Yeah. But what a, what So exactly? we were, so at our church, they end every service, like, holding hands. Um, and we, like, bridge the um, aisles and the gaps, and we hold hands for the final prayer. And so we were holding hands, and after it, she looked at me, and she was like, who would have thought that we would be sitting here, like, holding hands together at a church event that we chose to come to together and I'm like stop don't get me emotional <laughs> yeah and we, but it's so we cool rode together yeah. we went to dinner after anyway so we just had a really good time all of us together and you know just having that community and looking back like Kaylee even said like us going together yeah. is just crazy to even think about I it's mean crazy. if you listen to the first episode I mean there's still so much to our story and so many different stories of how much we really didn't like each other and then just thinking like wow like we were sitting next to each other we rode together when we left that night my mom was like oh I just love hanging out with her I wish we would (laughs) have hung out with her you know so much longer than this yeah and it's really sweet thinking too about our moms because our moms honestly our families yeah have been on this journey with us since day one so they've really like been in the passenger seat of all of this happening and it's just pretty cool and then I think, too, for my people who are a little bit more, um, I don't know, like, I don't, obviously nobody likes stepping out of their comfort zone, and I definitely don't like going places alone, but if you're like that type of person who is more, um, like, willing to go to things, and you know that you have a friend who 
really won't do that. They're at home watching Netflix, drinking wine by themselves. They don't have any friends or whatever the scenario is. Drag their butts out with you. Invite them out. Yes. Yeah. Invite them. Even if they tell you no, like keep asking them. Be intentional about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's, I mean, you have to have community. We talk about this every time. Yeah. But it's so important. I think we'll keep talking about it. I think another thing that would, that is super cool that we're doing together. Ashlyn mentioned we're in a city group. And so we, the night of city group signups at our church, we saw this one that was like, um, women in leadership. And if I'm going to be honest, like what I thought it was, I thought it was going to be like a younger crowd of women, um, that are like go getters in Lakeland and that are just trying to, you know, put themselves out there, but all like meet together, you know, for the glory of God. You know, that was really the image I had in my head. I I mean, I could have literally pictured who I thought was going to be a part of the city group. Well, Ashlyn and I show up the first night to this group and we're definitely the youngest in the room. Um, and I would say the oldest is in her sixties. Like it is so, I mean, we were supposed to be a part of the city group. It's, we sit in this room and we're just like in all of the wisdom of these women and Mm -hmm. the life that they pour out like over us and into us. It's so incredible. But we just signed up for a city group, did not know who the leaders were, didn't know anybody involved in it and showed up to this woman's house. Mm -hmm. And we have loved every second of it. We actually had to miss last week. Well, two weeks ago and we were super upset about it um and then this week our church started kind of a um, young adults group and we decided to go to our city group we just like really missed them um and then what was super cool like you know we missed out on the mid group but we prayed over the midweek group at our city group and I really felt like like the Lord's presence in this lady's kitchen because we went out of our comfort zone to be in this place like it I mean I have re- that my word for the year I tell Ashlyn is it's growth like grow and I need to go out of my comfort zone more and more and the more that I do that the more that I see God working. Well I think I said it best in mine and Hunter's episode when I said you have to get really comfortable being uncomfortable mm-hmm. and so I think just a challenge even for Kaylee and I but also to challenge you guys um, with us is you know, what is something that you can do right now this week, maybe even right when you get done listening to this episode, that is you stepping out of your comfort zone? Is that you messaging somebody maybe that you normally wouldn't message and like just saying, hey, I really noticed that you've been doing this and this and this and I just think it's awesome. Or is that reaching out to somebody that you maybe have hard feelings with and mending that relationship? Yeah, maybe taking the step to find your passion whatever it looks like for you we would just want to challenge you this week to move towards that goal mm-hmm. really pray about it maybe get devotionals I'm trying to think of devotionals that I've done in the past couple years and probably one of my favorite ones that I did was 100 days to grace or 100 days of mm-hmm. grace and I got it at Target um I'll have to look up the author. Maybe in our Instagram story, we can share some of our favorite devotionals we've done over the years. That just yeah, that's a super good one. Yeah. Another really good one that I've done is prayer circles. I, f- I think it's like called draw the circle. One. Yeah, I have that one. Wow. That's amazing. Did that yep. through our journey of becoming foster parents. And every day you basically circle your prayers mm-hmm. and you spend really intentional time of praying for those things and circling them. And I think that's awesome. You know, don't quit circling those prayers. Don't quit. Don't give up on prayers. Yeah. Yeah. Because things that might be on day one of you circling might be something that's answered at the end of day, like 50 or whatever it is in this devotional. How awesome it is to see things come to fruition. Yeah, it is. So 
you know, if you're going through that season of not knowing what your passion is, don't be discouraged. We were there. Everybody has been there. I don't think anybody just wakes up like an infant and they're like, oh, this is my passion for the rest this of is my, my passion. life. I'm awesome. And infants I have, don't talk. So that's yeah. one thing too. I have no, <laughs> yeah, true. I have no negative feelings towards anybody. Like I think that there is always something we can do to grow and be better people. So and it's easy as human and like in the flesh of being jealous of people who do have mm-hmm. passions and who are doing awesome things. And, you know, don't be discouraged in that. You could do the same thing. It just might not look like that person's passion. I think sometimes Find we what see, yours is. yeah, we see somebody else's passion and we think like, oh, I have to be doing that or they're doing this. I want so that. I need to be doing yep. that. Yeah. Or I want that. And so then you get so consumed of wanting something that someone else has when really that's not even your passion at all. You know, find what that is. Pray about it. I love how Kaylee said of spending time in prayer and praying about it and then join a group. So what does that look like this week for you? Is it joining a group? Is it messaging somebody that maybe you're uncomfortable messaging? Is it maybe asking a girl that you don't really know but you think is awesome on Instagram to go get coffee with you? I mean, not in a creepy way, but... But seriously, yeah, do do something out of your comfort zone, and then we'd love to hear about it. Yeah, I want to hear what you did that made you uncomfortable but turned out great. And maybe it might literally be just giving somebody a compliment. And that will go a long way. Yeah, I can't even tell you how many times people have given me compliments and it's just made my whole day. Mm-hmm. Like you never know what somebody's going through or having a rough week. Yeah. Side note, my bestie, Katie Dickey, she's the best ever. I was having a really rough week. The twins have been so, so, so sick and dealing with that. And I woke up to a message this morning of her just like encouraging me saying she missed me and just that she loved me and how awesome. Like I literally told her, I was like, you just made me cry. And it was like a three sentence text that, and she had no idea what I was going through this week. So Really, something like that can make somebody's day. Yeah, so be intentional. Um, We hope that you find your passion. I don't know what that looks like for you. Maybe it's foster care. That would be so cool. (laughs) Um, But maybe it's not, and that's really cool too. But yeah, so next week I'm going ahead and putting this out there so then I have to do it. She can't go back on it. Um, Then I can't go back on it. I am really going to open up and share a lot about myself. I think I'm a vulnerable person, but like Kaylee told me in the car the other night after our city group, you know, you're just like such a, um, what did you say? Like a polished Yeah, person. I just, I picture her as being a polished person. I feel like I'm more of like the rugged yeah, side of our like, friendship. I feel like I'm so rough around the edges and you're just so like polished mm-hmm. and I'm like, girl, <laughs> you yeah. don't even know. <laughs> Yeah, so I think these next couple weeks, we can just kind of, like, lay out what they're going to look like. Um, Ashlyn's going to share her story. I'm going to share a little bit of my personal story, and then we're going to bring our husbands on to talk about our stories with them. More boy talk. More boy, yeah. (laughs) Back by a unanimous vote. (laughs) Apparently, everybody, including my grandma, thought that their (laughs) episode was the best one yet. I'm not sure why. (laughs) We love them, but, I mean, I didn't think they were cooler than us. They weren't that great, you know what I mean? (laughs) So, yeah, that's kind of what these next couple weeks are going to look like, and we hope that you will give us a listen. Super excited. So we will be back again next week. Go follow us on Instagram to attach podcast. Um, Let us know what you did that stepped out of your comfort zone and we'll be back next week bye guys bye